Thank you for joining us for the FS Monero podcast with Pastor Terrell Turner. Our vision is that as we teach faith and love, we can duplicate ourselves and lost others. So open your heart now to receive the ministry of God's Word. Father, I bring before you these your people. I bring before you every need. I bring before you every house. I declare peace. I declare joy unspeakable and full of glory be upon every life. Satan, I just announced to you, you are defeated. I said you are defeated this morning and you have no authority. I declare to the people of God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I declare you are world overcomers. I declare your best days are in front of you. I declare to every sickness to be removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, this morning we lift up our voice to you. We declare your greatness. We applaud you. We esteem you. For there truly is no one like you. We thank you that we are serving the one true living God. Not Allah, not Buddha, not Mohammed. But we serve the Lion of the tribe of Judah. His name is Jehovah El Shaddai. We say, great is your name, Father. You are greatly to be praised. And Father, our trust is not in Obama. Our trust is not in our government. Our trust is not in the Republicans or the Democrats, but our trust is in the Rock of Gibraltar. Our anchor is our source, who is you, Father. We do look to the hills for our help comes from you. So we will not be moved nor shaken by any circumstance, by any situation. So we praise you today. Now, Father, think through my mind and speak through my lips. Father, serve these, your people, a word that will encourage and lift them, Father, and bless them. Father, we welcome your presence in this place. And we we ask for an encounter with your presence and your spirit. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Let everybody declare amen. amen. Come on, give God an applause today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's not for me, it's for him. Come on, applaud Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus, for the great things you have done. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Good morning. It is, uh, it's a blessing and a privilege to be up here and uh, just thank God for how he has just taken my life and done exceeding abundantly what I can ask or think. There's just so much that's been going on the inside of me. Um, I've got a plan. I hope it goes that way. I don't know. But uh, as I look, I just see a people of victory. I see a people on the move. I see a people of destiny. I see a people who God is doing great things with. And for me, it's a privilege and an honor and a blessing to know you all and to work and serve in the ministry with you. Um, if you have your, your, your word, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17. And uh, we'll share something here. I, I didn't really have a title because there's just so much and so... Uh, if there's a theme that when you leave here today, I want you to think about Thanksgiving. Think about Thanksgiving. 
Um, in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says there in verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord. He shall be like the heath or shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land and not inhabit it. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. He shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the river. Shall not see when he comes, but her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I read that last night, and it just kind of pierced me to the core. He says there in verse 5, but if you will lean to your own understanding, if you'll trust in man, he doesn't say that it'll be okay. He says that man becomes cursed. Whenever now we begin to put confidence in man, in the arm of flesh, in what we see and what we feel and what we hear and what we taste and what we touch, if we put more confidence, if we put hope in that, he says that person becomes cursed. He said they won't even see when good comes. He says, but now if you'll trust in the Lord, he says you'll become like a tree that's planted right by the edge of the river where there is full supply and nourishment. He says you'll become like an evergreen. In other words, that whenever there is heat, whenever there is famine, whenever there is desert and desolation and dryness, he says your tree will continue to bear fruit. You'll continue to be green. While all others are, are, are withered like the tree outside, when everything has fallen off, your tree will continue to bear fruit. And so I believe that God wants us to be planted by his waters, planted into him. And so that the world can see that there's a people, there is someone who's continued to bear fruit when all others have dried up and withered away. But the question is, will you put your confidence and your trust in man or will you put your confidence and your trust in the Lord? So my question today is, what is the things that you're doing if... When you look at life and when you evaluate what's going on in my life and my family and my workplace, does it, is it more of your hand or is it more of God's? Is it your ideas and, and your things or are we saying, God, uh, what are you saying? You see, a lot of times we build up our own kingdoms, the things that we think we're supposed to do. And though the motive might be right, Though the intention might be correct, we kind of get off course because we forget to check in with the master. And so, even if it's in our own workplace, before we start a marketing meeting, it might be a good idea to check in with God to see what strategy we might want to do. Because just maybe for this set of people, he might have a different way for reaching this type of people. Or before we begin this video, maybe we ought to check in with God because there might be just a shot or just a, a, a way we need to do it that this can get somebody saved at this particular moment. But if we lean into our own ideas and the, the way we think it should go, we just might miss that supernatural moment. Now, I'm not coming against our ideas because they're good. and I'm not coming against man's wisdom. But I'm just saying it just for one moment. We might want to check in to see what God has to say about some things. Because 
the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. To lean not to our own way of understanding. But in everything, not in some things, but in all our ways, we're to acknowledge Him and He will direct our paths. You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 127, He takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He takes the weak things of the world to confound the strong. <laughs> Maybe ever come in contact with that, you know, just, they just know you can't share anything with them. So, maybe we may have expertise. We might have a plan. We might have a way we think it's supposed to go. But don't become so hard-hearted and so prideful and so high-minded that you get stuck in my way, in no way, and it's going to be this way and at this time. I know you got your five-year plan. The white house, the, the house with the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the dog and the cat. But maybe, just maybe, God wants to take you down another route. I know you have your map, but if you plug into God's GPS, He might say, I want you to take this route. And see, if you go down I-85 to get to Atlanta, you may just see a bunch of shops, a lot of construction. But God wants to take you down the backcountry roads. And when you go down this road, you're going to have some experiences. You're going to have some things. You're going to see some things. You're going to get a little bit more quality time with the family. And when you get to Atlanta, you're going to get to your destination. But there are going to be some things that happened on your way there that have been prepared you for that trip. And so don't always be so anxious. Don't always be so frustrated by what's happening or what's not happening. What you can see or what you can't see. Ladies and gentlemen, God is always moving. He's moving while you're sleeping. He's moving right now. God is on the throne. And if you'll just let down and let go of some things, if you'll just not have to be so much in control, but just say, hey, you know what? I really can't do this on my own. Father, I need you to take control. I believe he'll get us where we need to be, how we need to get there, when we need to get there. There's a thing I like to call the untouchable. It's that thing that we hold on to that nobody can have. It's that thing that, it may be one thing, it may be more than one thing. Maybe we've struggled with it all of our lives that no one knows. But I believe that there are some untouchables, some things that keep us from allowing the free course of the Holy Spirit to have in our lives, the way He wants, the way He desires to. You see, God wants complete control, not halfway, not sometimes, not on Sundays and Wednesday nights, but He wants it every day, seven days of the week. Not when we get in trouble, oh God. Not when we need a prayer request answered, but He wants all of us at all times. So what are some of the untouchables that might be keeping us from our destiny, from our destined place? For some of us, it might be fear. Fear is a powerful thing. It will hamper you. It will stop you. It will freeze you. It will keep you stagnant from taking those steps of faith that are needed to go to your destiny. I want you to imagine in Numbers chapter 13, the children of Israel. I want you to see them just released from 430 years of slavery. And I want you to see this multitude standing. Am I spitting? I'm sorry. Standing 
in front of their promised land, Canaan. This is what they waited. This is what they've been promised. And now they were sent out. Twelve people were sent out to spy out the land, to see what goodies are out there. What's this place like? They come back. You know the story. But they come back and they say, there's no way. This is impossible. This is too big. We're like grasshoppers. Man, the grapes are as big as our heads. We, we can't do this. And only two people said that we, were, that we are well able to take the land. So uh, I just stopped by today to tell you that don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot have, what you can and cannot do. Do not let fear grip you. You might say, well, I'm not educated enough. I'm not qualified enough. I don't have a good enough credit score. I don't have an MD or, or a master's. I didn't come from a good enough family. God says, if you believe, only all things are possible to those who will believe. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My Bible says that he is a miracle working God. And there's power and there's favor in your hands. He said, I will bless where you walk. And I've given that land to you. But will you believe? Or will you allow fear to keep you from going to your destination? Or will you allow what people tell you what you can and cannot do? Or you didn't go here. You didn't graduate. Or you're not good enough. I'm telling you that you are. So I'm telling you that you are. Well, I made a mistake in, in my past. I had a child. Or I didn't do this. But it doesn't matter. Because your best days are in front of you. If you will believe it. If you can see it. What are some other untouchables that we are holding on to that are keeping us for some of us it is our past maybe you were hurt maybe you were abused maybe something was done something was not done a promise left unfulfilled and now it creates resentment it creates hurt it creates anger and jealousy and now we have low self-esteem or now we have we're looking to people for uh, getting us where we need to go And now we have trust issues and we can't truly have a fulfilling relationship. Or we, we have problems entering into relationships with other people in the workplace because of things that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago that we have not released. We haven't said, God, you know what? I'm dealing with this and I need healing from this. You know what? I really don't like this person. I know we have love and the love of God, but sometimes we have to admit, you know what? I hate you. I just want to stab you in your throat. You know, anybody have that? Anybody know people like that? <laughs> God, forgive me, but you know what? You are really pressing my buttons right about now. <laughs> well, you know, if we never deal with that, we'll never get freedom. We'll never be able to love that person because we never said, God, I need you to come into my life and remove what I'm feeling. And that hurt, that past. Those past mistakes, those past failures are keeping us because we're always looking back. But Paul said, forget those things that are behind. I said, forget those things that are behind, but look ahead and press toward the mark. What are some other things that are keeping us from our destiny? It might be the future. Uncertainty. How my kids turn out. Well, I have children. Maybe for some single ladies or men, it's, the clock is ticking Usually not, but you know. <laughs> Anxiety, worry, uncertainty, how I pay the bills, when will this get done? The future is keeping us 
from really letting God into our lives. For some of us, here's the big one. It might be religion. We've always done it this way. We've always had it this way. I was raised this way, and we've all have our way and our ideas of how it's supposed to be done. I've come to learn in the past year there are no rules. <laughs> no rules. There's freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. But you'll never know true freedom if you're, all, if you're just stuck in this mode of this is, we have to have five songs and then our scripture and then our devotional and then the prayer and then the ending song and then the, the preacher does 25 minutes and then the benediction. I wouldn't miss anybody up. But God is so much bigger. <laughs> He's so much bigger. He's so much bigger. And he wants to invade our lives and fill us with his glory. But if we're closed-minded and says, this can't happen, this won't happen, it shall not happen, will not. I'm two days coming home from Sierra Leone. The last day that we were there, we saw 20,000 people. And I want you to imagine a dirt field. I want you to imagine this red clay. I want you to see 20,000 individuals get on their knees and worship the master. Well, we thought we had a program. We thought, not a program, but we thought we had a way we're going to do it. We said, you know what, Lord, just, just completely mess us up. And Ben couldn't even get a word out because the presence of God was so strong. I want you to see people laid out prostrate and without being told, without being forced, begin to continue to sing on this day. And without being told, a rolling thunder from the back come to the front of just applaud to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It'll make the hair on your neck stand up. Ladies and gentlemen, we will come and we will just say, let go and let God. If we'll just get out of our comfort zone in our personal lives and let go and let God. I believe he will show himself strong and do exceeding abundantly what we can ask or we can think when he takes control because he is God. I said he is God. So we can't have those walls, those untouchable things. He wants to walk through those walls today. Jeremiah chapter 5, 22 it's just a few books over. I'm going to give you this, and then I'm, I'm finished. In Jeremiah chapter 5, and verse 22, he says, God is speaking, Do you not fear and reverence me, says the Lord? Do you not tremble before me? I place the sand for the boundary of the sea, a perpetual barrier beyond which it cannot pass, and by an everlasting ordinance beyond which it cannot go. And though the waves of the sea toss and shake themselves, they cannot prevail. I'm in the Amplified, sorry. They cannot prevail against the feeble grains of sand which God has ordained by nature to be sufficient for his purpose. Though the billows roar, yet they cannot pass over that barrier. Is not such a God to be reverently feared and worshipped. In other words, what happened to God when he created the earth? He creates a barrier. He says... The waves cannot cross the sand. And so no matter how the storms of life, no matter how bad they beat against you, 
No matter what is thrown your way, rain, hail, sneet, sleet, snow, bills, death, life. He says it cannot touch you because I made that barrier. So people of God, you cannot be touched. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither their seed go begging. But you can't show me one place in scripture where the people of God failed. As long as they kept him first, they were always supplied. But the moment they begin to murmur and complain, the moment they begin to open up their mouth and look at their negativity and say what they were not grateful for, that's when they fell off and when God took his hand off of them. So as I close today, I want you to think about what the good things that we have. Because I've come to find out, you know what, life really is pretty good. And I thought I'd been through some problems. I thought I'd I'd had it rough. I thought that I had gone through a, a terrible time, and it's true to an extent. But I had a chance to meet with some people and had a chance to hear some testimonies and hear some people had some really serious issues that put my little problems to nothing. Imagine having a man come in and chop your arms off because you wouldn't join the rebel forces or seeing the orphanage kids reenact how their parents were slaughtered in front of them. Met a 20-year-old who'd been raped, raped by a lesbian, for that matter, at gunpoint. And that night was so horrible for her, emotionally, as well as physically, that she was barren, cannot produce any children. And that culture means no husband. It means no financial stability. And so, for me, God, you're, you're pretty good. You know, we might not have everything, but we have something. We aren't in a grass field. We're in a nice, plush auditorium this morning. And if they can give thanks on a dirt field, why can't we give thanks in a nice air-conditioned or heated place? If they can praise God through sickness and in health, why can't I praise God for the things He's done for me? So you might not have the clothes you want to have, but bless God, we've got some clothes. You might not be driving what you want to drive, but you've got something. You might not be in the job you want to have and be in the position you you are and making the salary that you're making, but thank God in this day, I've got a job. And so, Father, we praise you today, not for the things that you're going to do, but for what you've already done. Because you've done more than enough in my life. God, I thank you. God has been so good. And so for my own self, sometimes I can be complaining or negativity or they didn't bring my food, my food out fast enough. It's, they didn't put enough salt. Well, we ate some stuff. <laughs> that was kind of scary. But ladies and gentlemen, Hebrews thirteen fifteen says that the fruit of our lips give thanks to his name. And so don't be so consumed by what CNN and Fox News is saying because God is on the move. He's moving throughout the earth. He's moving in our lives. He's moving in his church. He's moving in this network. And if we'll just let some things go, if we'll just not be so reserved and 
the way we think it should go and the way we think it needs to go and some things that happened maybe a long time ago. I believe God will tell us turn by turn directions of what he has for our lives. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, if any woman will hear my voice and open the door, then I will come in. I will fellowship with him. He will fellowship with me. Will everyone stand, please? I believe that God wants to do something in this place today. And as someone who loves the Lord, I'm I'm going to just issue you a, a challenge. If we'll just come in this place with expectancy and not come to chapel because we have to come to chapel, not complain because it is chapel, but if we'll look at it not as chapel, but if we'll look at it as an hour with the Lord, And not be concerned about what's going to be sung and how it's going to be sung because we sing it differently at my church. Because Chip, I don't care if you sing it in a country tune with a banjo. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And if we'll stop sitting back and judging about how it's being sung... But just lift our hands and close our eyes and let the king of glory come in. I believe he'll just chip at the heart and melt some heart coals away. If we'll not judge our family members and our children and just just bless them. Let them know how much we love them. If we'll just call mom and dad and just say, you know what? Just thinking about you today. Didn't want anything. Just want to say I love you. If instead of buying ourselves lunch this afternoon, we bought somebody else lunch today, I think we'll start getting things in perspective and our priorities in order. And now we'll begin to be that church that the Lord's looking for, who has set their affections on things above and not on things of the earth. The Lord says, if you won't be concerned about tomorrow, He says, if you won't worry about what you need to wear. He says, if you won't worry about what has to get done. Even our deadlines. But if you'll seek me first, my way of doing things, and I'll add everything you need to you. And I'm even so bold to believe that if we'll come into this place and have such a reverence for God and an expectancy, I believe he will say, you know what, I'll honor their faith. And I'll work out deals, I'll work out contracts that have been sitting on the table. And you'll get back to your computer and find emails and contacts and voicemails. Because he's just that big of a God. I believe that if you'll just say, Father, I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm not going to be concerned. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to snore. I'm not going to worry about Henry. I'm not going to worry about this stuff. I'm just going to give it over to you. I believe he will step in because he takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Father, we give you praise today for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Father, we thank you 
that in you we live, in you we move, reign and have our being. Right now I speak to every life and I declare breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I believe the Lord wants to minister to you right now. He's saying if you would just release and let it go. I will touch your body. I will touch mama. I'll touch daddy. I'll touch your child. Because while you're here, we will send the word. There's somebody here who needs a financial breakthrough. I speak to it now in the name of Jesus. And I declare your needs are met. According to Philippians 4 19. There's somebody here with a sickness in their body. And you've been agonizing, going back and forth to the doctors. In fact, you just got a negative report. But I believe the report of the Lord. I declare you are healed in the name of Jesus and you are made whole by the very presence of Almighty God. And the Father says you are not to be concerned, you are not to worry. You're to cast your care upon Him. There's somebody here today who's struggling with an emotional tie to the past. You were hurt. You were done wrong. But God says he wants you to forgive that person today. No matter how hard it might be. No matter how hard it might be. No matter how great the hurt may be. He wants you to release that. Because he loves you so much. Thank you, Jesus. And so now, Father, we thank you for what you've done in this place. We give thanks to you for what we do have, what you have blessed us with. For our cars, Lord, for our houses, our apartments, for our families, Lord. The things that we take for granted sometimes, the ability to even breathe, Lord, we thank you for that. The fact that we're not in the hospital room today, but we are in a place where we can lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. God, give us wisdom. Give us the increased ability to reach this world for your kingdom. Increase our distribution. Increase our programming, Father. When the world is climbing back, when they are downsizing, Father, allow us to increase and abound in the name of Jesus so that you can be lifted up and you can be glorified. Now bless this day. You are favored in the name of Jesus. Everybody shout amen. Amen. Come on, lift your hands one more time. Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.